Welcome to In the Weeds with Anne, a podcast about gardens, gardeners, plants and passion. This week I'm talking to Jane Baker in Clayton, near the South Downs in Sussex. Jane is an assistant county organiser for the National Garden Scheme. Together with her husband Nick, she's also raised over £116,000 for the organisation by opening their lovely woodland garden to the public. I did a podcast Jane um I was on the prairies with Pauline McBride and this is a complete contrast because we're not on the prairies at all here are we no (laughs) except a bit of prairie thanks to Pauline McBride oh you've been visiting her garden I can tell (laughs) very good so um hello Jane um it's so nice of you to uh, let us come and talk to you today um you're Jane Baker. I am. And we're in Pembury House. Yes. Which is, you? could you tell us where we are? And Which is in Clayton. Yeah. Which has just 52 houses and a range of ages from very young to significantly old. Oh, very good. And we have the church which is well known for its Saxon wall paintings. Mm. We have Jack and Jill windmills. Mm. And, of course, we have the Tunnel Cottage over the London to Brighton Railway. Oh. Yes. So plenty to look at in a small village. <laughs> plenty to look at. Lots of very important graded, graded one, mm. even one star buildings. Oh, yes. OK. Right, we'll go out within the South Downs National Park are we okay yeah and we're very I mean we're not really on a hill here are we but we're very close to the South Downs so it's uh, it's really very attractive driving through we've been here 36 years my goodness we started in Brighton Uh well we started in Brighton as students Mm. well over 50 years ago okay and then we lived in a rented house for about 18 months Then we bought the first house and remodelled that garden. Mm. And then we moved to Valley Drive in Brighton and remodelled that garden. Mm. But we could do, that was about a sixth of an acre. Mm -hmm. And we could do that in a weekend now and then. Right. So we needed a bigger garden. So can I ask what you were doing? What was your... Oh, we were both teachers. We both taught physics. Oh, right. Nick was head of science, well not then, but he became head of science at Collier's Sixth Form College. Right. I started, did four years at Vardeen Boys Grammar School. Yeah. And then I went to Brighton and Hove High School. Mm -hmm. And I retired from Brighton and Hove High School 13 years ago, I think. Goodness gracious. So you've you've spent all your working life teaching. Yes. Both of you have. Nick started in industry doing research in Crawley. Yeah. And then he thought, well, it's not very secure. Mm. And teaching then was going to be more secure. Mm. So he started teaching. Mm. So you were both still teaching, obviously, when when you moved here to Pembroke House. And 36 years is a long time. So... uh, what was it that attracted you to the house and um, the land, <laughs> which is well, quite a big area? So We knew that we wanted a bigger garden. Yeah. So we set off and we looked at this house first. Mm. 
it was in not good repair. Mm -hmm. There was when we saw it, there was a hole in the roof. Uh, there were holes up through the ceilings. Uh, the brickwork was okay, but it moved. The the garden was unbelievably bad. Was it? Hadn't been looked after for a some family time. had lived here for most of the house's life, oh. and they had been keen gardeners early on. Mm. So as we were digging and whatever, we found patches of good land where it had obviously been used well. Mm. But it had, as the family had grown older and the kids had had their kids there, nothing had been done to the garden. It and was is it dire. just the two of you working just the at two this? Of us. Yes. Well, we did have bachelor friends yeah. who would come for a weekend and, and labour. Be put to work. Put to work. <laughs> Yes, they would be put to work. And then one of them did get married. Yeah. Which was very upset. Well, it was wonderful for him. Yeah. But, but we lost a labourer. Away. Shocking. Shocking. And yes. thoughtless. And then a year after we were here, we started planting the trees out there. Okay. Where there had been sheep and Oh, cows. Wow. Well, the sheep and cows weren't always in the field. Sometimes they were in here. Sometimes they were on the road. <laughs> yes, you had to kind of uh, dis yes. encourage them to move. Yes. So um, what sort of area of land are we talking about here? We've How now big? got three acres. Three acres, okay. And we, the house is central, would you say? No, or, no it's over one side. You're over one side, mm. okay. Yeah. We read in a book that two people working two full-time could manage two acres. That's a very teachery thing to do, isn't it? And <coughs> to believe what you read as yes. well. <laughs> but I can tell you now... <laughs> two scientists as yes. well, actually. <laughs> One man yeah. working all hours that God sends <laughs> all week can manage three acres just. Because oh. he doesn't have any help. Mm, no. He does it all himself. Goodness, yeah. Which I find worrying because as you get older... Yeah. It would be good to be training someone up yes. who knows where the trilliums are and where the this are and the that are. Yeah. But Nick's adamant that not until absolutely necessary will he employ it. someone. Oh. I say, shall we have someone to do the grass? I like doing the grass. You could phone your friend and see how the marriage is going. Yes. <laughs> Get him back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we, we do go out. Yeah. Uh, we do go on holiday, yeah. but like a day like today, where it's drizzling, yeah. and it'll be like that tomorrow, mm. you know, he'll be looking for things to do indoors. Yeah, yeah. He probably yes. might be dusting or something like that. <laughs> or writing, be... writing labels or yes, something like that. There's yes. always something to There's do, always something. So um, the garden itself, is. what sort of soil have you got here? Because you're oh. very close to the South Downs, and I imagined it would be chalky, but it isn't, is no. it? There are metres and metres and metres of clay here before you get to the chalk. Lovely clay. Lovely, Marvelous. heavy clay. How do you feel about heavy clay, having lived here for 36 years? <laughs> well, you want to get onto it as little as possible. You're right. Some of the beds have been done by weed killing yep. the grass mm -hmm. and then a foot, maybe, of mushroom compost. Right, okay. And then I will say, can we plant soon? Can we plant soon? <laughs> no, not for another year. And that's still the same philosophy. Right. 
and the mushroom compost you just add sort of it's just it's on almost, the surface so it's almost no dig it's no almost no, no dig. dig ah okay yes and the beds wet that were dug originally when we were younger mm. are not any worse that we dug on the dug ones are no better than the no dig ones wow i think it's worms right Worms. Cultivate your worms. worms. Worms are important. Yes, yes. Well, yes. obviously, but you have to make the um, you, you have to make it a uh, a situation that the worms want to to be in to colonise, don't you? Yes. Because they yes. don't, you know, they won't just come in. It's if it's um, they won't just come into the land, will they? They're, no, you have no, to encourage no. them in some. It obviously is good for worms yeah. because we do have more than our fair share right. of moles. Ah, that, oh dear, right. Yes. You're a bit too good on the worms then. Yes. Yes. So, but as we're not, we have what might be referred to as grass and weeds in our lawns. Mm. Uh, we're not bothered, no. really. No, no. Just shovel it off. We are not, we cannot be fussy about grass when you have loads of people walking on it when it's wet. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah grass. that's not your yeah just uh... and we don't want to throw chemicals on it or no. do. so are you organic here would you say We're, by and large mm. we don't spray because where would you start yeah and we use well my husband's a chicken pellets man mm -hmm. and i'm a grow more woman <laughs> as he does more and more, it's gone to the world of chicken pits. Right, so yes, it's heading in that direction. Yes, so we wouldn't say we were organic, but we're not out there spraying. People no, no, say, you, yeah. spray, oh, you've got black spot, spray. Yeah. Well, the answer to that is get rid of the roses. So we don't, although we're clay, we don't really have many roses. Oh, okay. Because we're not good at pruning them, we're not good at looking after them mm. we've done roses we've had brilliant rose beds we yeah. still have some roses but they're the ones that are fighting to keep going ah oh, good so they've earned their keep yes. yes we've got roses up trees oh, yes. which nick doesn't like oh. because you can't manage them uh-huh yes uh, yeah, there but they go. look glorious at this time. They are good. Yeah. Yes, they Lovely. are good. Good. Yes. So, it's clay. Were there a lot of trees in the garden when you came? There was a, 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 the yew tree, the big conifer. There were limes. Oh. Limes marking the corners of the plot. Mm -hmm. What else? Oh, there's a very old silver birch. Yeah. There were various trees that we lost in the hurricane mm. in 87 mm -hmm. gosh it was yes, terrible we yes. lost roof and trees my goodness set us back a year but it gave us opportunities yes because you planting really, opportunities. yes yeah indeed and I, so what was your first real strategy as far as that was concerned was it planting trees is that well we'd planted trees we knew we were always going to plant trees, and that's mm. why we moved here, because mm. we knew we could have extra land. Mm. And they're particularly th things, obviously, that both of you love. Yes, Nick always wanted a garden he could walk round, mm. and he had been brought up in a family that gardened, and I had been brought up with a manic father who gardened. <laughs> he, he was a teacher, he was a headmaster, yeah. and he just... Gardening was the way he... Uh, 
got everything out of his system. Yes. And if he didn't win with the best chrysanthemums at the show, we knew it. Oh dear, competitive. Yes. So mm. I always said we would not show. No, okay. We were not going to grow the longest carrot in the world. <laughs> but but who knows, being... there's still time, it might happen. No, no, no. no. Not on Clevy Being Clay, three, mm. I was three when we moved to the bigger garden and I was a difficult child, so I was always in the garden, rain or shine, mm. with him gardening. Oh. So I've always known the my weeds, all yes. of that. Yes. And he learnt from his father. Right. So it's just come down, yeah. it's probably genetic. Yeah, yeah, mm. indeed. Amazing. Yes. So you started planting all sorts of trees, I'm guessing. Yes, around... we started along the footpath with just whips. We hadn't any money. And then... We learnt very quickly that the rabbits would eat them overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, the garden is developing and it's quite woodland in, in theme. Out there, yes. Yeah. yes. But I know that there, you grow lots of different things here. You mentioned trilliums earlier. Yes. But I know that you've got two particular passions, the pair of you. Could yes. we talk a little bit about your two particular passions? Well, we started collecting hellebores 40 years ago before they were fashionable. Yeah. We'd seen them in Marjorie Fish's garden and thought, ooh, must have. We'd seen them at High Down, where they've got them growing on a bank. Right. And said, must have. <laughs> so when we, we brought two lorry loads of plants here when we moved that we'd been growing on ready for a bigger garden. Mm. A lot of them were hellebores. Mm. So I'm the person that spends vast sums of money on hellebores, <laughs> but not so much these days, no. because I think that a lot of them are now overbred. Okay, because originally, what sort of things were they like? Because I know that they've, there's been a lot of interest in <coughs> development of them yes, over the years. Yes. Quite uh, the name I know, and you, you will know it, of course, you'll be able to tell me much more. I know the name Elizabeth Strangman. Elizabeth Strangman, oh, yes. <laughs> Very oh, how I worship. <laughs> She's still alive. Is she? Still see her at plant fairs. Right. Yes. How? Oh, she yes. She must be quite elderly by now. Yes. Oh, yes. But she's... She's had a period of being poorly, oh. but she, there's still that spirit there. Fantastic, because she's she became a very big in the world oh, of hellebores. Yes. And why why was that? Can you? It was because she found the first doubles in what I would call Yugoslavia, oh. and she then had the nous to start breeding. Okay, and. She, we would go over there, because being teachers, you're always busy. Yeah. <clears throat> so in the, as soon as January got there, you would go over to Hawkehurst, where, near where she lived. In Kent, isn't in it? Kent. That way, and yeah. we would go there and we would say, uh, can we look at your hellebores? Because she had them planted around the garden yes. and she would have some in pots, but she would sell them bare root. Yeah. And we would say, oh, have you any like that for sale? No, I'll put you on the list. You'll have to come back next year. So we'd go back and say, we're on your list for the first Picatees. Oh. So we'd, and she'd look and say, oh, I don't think you are. Well, we discovered years later that she didn't have a list. <laughs> Bless her. Fine woman. <laughs> she didn't want to sell them. Oh. Because she loved them so much. Oh, so they were her, yes. her children. Yes, really. oh, absolutely. And <laughs> then she, she was poorly. Oh. But meanwhile, we discovered 
Blackthorn Nursery over in Hampshire. Right. And they used to open on a Friday and a Saturday for their hellebore openings. Mm. So if I was lucky and didn't have to teach after 1.15, I could get in the car, two hours to drive to them. Wow. Like a bat out of hell, (laughs) but not breaking the speed limit. Is this the Beetle you're in? No, this was then a polo. Oh. And I would arrive, and of course, all the pensioners that I so loathed had been there at opening time, all queued down the road and bought the best. Ah. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> and But I would always buy quite a lot. And they had hepaticas. They didn't really have snowdrops. But they had other little alpine gems. Uh-huh. And they went on for quite a while. Mm. And they liked a different shape of sepal, or t- petal, mm. from Elizabeth Strangman. Oh. They were not in agreement about what was the finest shape. So you had the roundy ones and you had the... And I'm not proud, I like them, whatever. Yes. But over at Blackthorn, they had developed very fine doubles and semi-doubles. Oh, interesting. And that's where we first saw the anemone centred. Oh, and that's that this was a new development in yes, Hellebore. It was in cultivation. Yes. Uh-huh. And now you see them everywhere. Yes. We have another man, in uh, the, the greatest man in my life, Rodney Davy. He had been breeding them, hellebores, okay. for many, many years. And if you see the ones, Penny, Penny's Pink, oh, Anna's Red, that series, mm. they're Rodney's. He realised we were buying 55 mm. in order to sell on at our garden openings. And he would charge us less. Oh. You see, he, we'd, yes. he'd do a deal. Yes. I don't think his partner was very keen about these deals, but he said it's a good charity Yes. and I want to help. Oh, because this, this, this is, sorry, the charity you're talking about. It's the National Garden Scheme. Yes, we must come on to that. Yeah, so he w- we would then go down at the end of the season Yeah. and it got to the stage where he was virtually giving them what he'd got left. You'd better have them, overwinter them, and sell them yourself. But some of them he'd potted from two litre to three litre for us. Wow. Which was extraordinarily generous. Yes. And he did it over probably five, six years. Goodness, yeah. And people would come here. And then I would say to people, well, we get them from Rodney. And then they, we would be there at 10 o'clock on the date we'd been told. And lo and so behold. would the guard. <laughs> You started we, another case. <laughs> and they would be there. The people we'd More been selling people. to. Yes, yes. So Outrageous. Outrageous. But pensioners, <laughs> I think, keep the flowers going. Yeah, of course they mm. do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Nick is snowdrop. Yes, you're the hellebore lady, so that's your passion. And they're still being grown in the garden. Oh, yes. And, and we're very careful about yeah. spending £18 on a... Hellebore. Mm. If you think of it as being like a bunch of flowers, that's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're buying some of these overly bred, fast-fed mm. uh, plants that mm. are going to last you till you die, you're making a mistake. Yeah. You're better perhaps buy a bunch of flowers, but I didn't say that. <laughs> so just before we go back onto the the, uh, the other passion, it, um, 
just thinking about the hellebores. So your woodland garden is ideal, I suppose, yes. for hellebores. Because yes. what do they like? What's their... Well, they are not as fussy as they're made out to be. Hmm. We've got some growing well in full sun. But dappled shade. Okay. Dappled shade. And a nice... You don't want them in heavy clay, I'm guessing. No, no, but we feed them mm. in... Well, we should really be feeding them in late July. Okay. That's when the uh, the buds are, are starting to form deep down within. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what do you feed them on? Is this the chicken oh, pellets? Nick, or Nick your... would go round and feed them with what he's got. Chicken pellets. Yeah. I would say give them a bit of tomato first. When I say chicken pellets now, we're talking chicken manure, pelleted manure. The pelleted manure, <laughs> yes, sorry. I actually... It's not the real stuff. <laughs> no, I've been known to feed plants oh, yes. chicken feed pellets, yes. which is quite the wrong quite thing. Quite different. Yeah. <laughs> it just encourages chickens yes. all over the garden. Yes. Anyway, what are your top hellebores oh just orientalis that's it and developing an eye what about things like the other hellebores like fetidus oh fetidus we grow those is it argutifolia argutifolia we don't grow those because we can't they don't like the clay right so you really are (coughs) just an orientalis lady oh i am Ah, yes okay fetid ones uh a good friend who is a real plants woman said that if you introduce fetid ones into the garden some people will say that can be the cause of bringing this dreadful virus in. Oh. There is a, well, we had a whole bed of seedlings. They had just seeded about and we put them in this bed and we've lost most of them to the dreaded virus. Uh, and that's a virus specifically? To hellebores. On hellebores. Oh, yes. dear. It's like the lady who has the National Collection of Aquilegias. Mm. She's had a gr- lost most of them, oh, I heard. No. I don't know if she's managed to retrieve some through seed and all sorts. Okay. But it arrived and it's gone through. Wow. And there are lots of local gardens here that have lost. Oh, dear. Mm. And if you've got, just bring in one or two dodgy hellebores, then you've got, you could potentially have Lose problems. Okay. So we're very careful. When my yeah. husband, when my husband, also known as their gardener, cuts the leaves off, he will go from plant and then clean the, whatever he's using, secateurs, go to the next one so as not to transmit. And what time of year is he cutting the leaves? Oh, Elizabeth Strangman said, (laughs) you cut them off late December, early January. And then the flowers grow. And then you you can see see the flowers. Okay. And... Rodney would always say, if you're bringing them on in the greenhouse or the tunnel for growing to sell, you need to get them off earlier, simply because that's where the mice and the voles hide in order to uh, then eat the buds. So um, is there any particular book you'd recommend for people oh, who are interested in hellebores? Which one? Is there anything they, they should... Well, the, uh, the early Elizabeth Strangman. Yeah, that was, She wrote something with Graham Rice, yes, did she? Yes, she did. And you'd have to pay a lot of money for it Oh, now. would you? Oh, well. Yes. All that sort of thing is in demand. As it comes into fashion, yes. everyone wants the yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's look at the, the other great passion, the snowdrop. Yes. Because that's what I first heard about you. Oh, yes. Uh, in relation to were these swathes of snowdrops, snowdrops. that you could... Because you open your garden for this National Garden Scheme. scheme yes. And I, I knew about you because it was advertising snowdrops 
Um, so you're opening very early in the year, aren't you, oh. compared to a lot of people? Yes, but we started in 92, 1992 with summer, for the National Garden Scheme for summer garden, for the roses and all sorts. Oh, okay. And we were vetted in 91. Ooh, serious. Too late, or very serious vetting, (laughs) by two very nice, charming ladies. Yes. In, I don't remember their names, but they had the most lovely... Uh, floral frocks. I on. thought there might be a frock involved. Floral <laughs> frocks. That's right. And then we opened. I the bet next they were friendly, year. but I bet they were fairly firm. They were they? very firm, and there yeah. were some comments like, "Oh, she grows the right hydrangea." Oh my goodness! And ooh, I can't remember what it was. It was one of Nick's passions, some tall thing with a yellow daisy on the top oh. that I hate. Oh, and she's got those and. And then it was, what are you going to do about parking? What are you going to do about cake? Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a toilet? Have you got a this? Have you yeah. got a... Going through the clipboard. Yes, the exactly. <clears throat> and then we <clears throat> opened the next year. Goodness, yes. And the first year we did the teas ourselves. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because mm. it's a big deal, isn't it? Oh, it, for that. it is you... a big deal if, you, if your assistant county organiser lets it be a big deal. But that's another story. Yeah, we'll, we'll come so, on to that. So, but it's your, you're, you're opening your own personal, your private garden mm. for a charity, the National Garden Scheme. Yes. Um, and you have to be picked to do it, don't you? you well, they you, don't ha- just you ask. Let anybody. Uh, you are. You either you ask or mm. somebody suggests that you open, mm. and then I go round over this side of. Uh, our bit of East East Sussex and Mid Sussex and look at gardens Mm. and see if they are suitable. Because you're doing that now, aren't we? We're going to come on to that in a little bit later, so hold back on that just for a sec. (laughs) Uh, But, yes. you are the lady now in the floral frock. (laughs) Things have moved on. (laughs) Thank goodness. And then Irene, the county (laughs) organiser, does it mostly over that side. Okay, okay. Mm. So, yeah, these are private gardens, but largely that open, and you're raising money for for the charities. For the charities. And uh, have you finished your openings now for this year? Because now you open, I think, you don't do so much summer opening now, do you? Summer is too difficult. One man cannot keep three acres up to the National Garden Scheme standard working on his own. Mm, Yeah. Because I don't do anything. Uh, I'm management. Yes, of course. You are the lady with the clipboard. Yes. That's quite right, too. That's right. So um, you're early in the year for the snowdrops and the hellebores, largely, I'm guessing, and the woodland setting. And um, how how many people did you have this year, then? Did you have? Well, we've changed. We've changed for that because when we were younger, that was fine. Our friends were younger. Yeah. So we just used to open three days one week, three days the next week. And then a fortnight later, we'd open for a day or so for the hellebores. Mm. But it started to get... I suppose I'm quite good at marketing. Mm. And uh, we started to get too many people. Mm. But I love them dearly. Of course, yeah. I love them dearly. January has been, since we retired, cake-making month. Gosh. Uh, Even now I have to make 55, at least. Good grief. And I'm totally focused on it by the fact that about £30, with some on-costs, keeps a Macmillan nurse with a family for an hour. 
So if every cake I make is probably an hour for a Macmillan nurse. Amazing. And yeah, so a day's baking is probably keeping a Macmillan nurse with a family for a night. Yeah. And it could be that awful night where the dearest one dies. Yeah. So there is no question about not making oneself make the cake. <laughs> but... But it's not my favourite activity. <laughs> well, but so you've obviously become an expert in well, it. I can, and I you can. must have several freezers. Yes, yes. <laughs> and at one time, when we were doing these everybody coming, uh, we used to do soup. And I used to make carrot and coriander soup but then the coriander upset my asthma so mm. I was glad to be shot of that yes, to get rid of the soup and mm. the soup used to be kept in a freezer in Ditchling and it was always worrying that my friend would go to look after the grandchildren and I would need the soup yeah and she would be, she might have been in Norway or somewhere, anywhere, because she had family all over. <laughs> and I would be stuck without the soup. Yes. And it was all too much. And yeah, someone in London made the bread rolls oh and word. it was all bread rolls wow. were homemade. All the, she made loaves of bread. Gosh. And on one, one period, we raised, we had, and then I realised I'd got to stop. In one session, we had 2,157 visitors. <gasps> in one, the last time we just opened. Gosh. And all I did was, or I was in the kitchen, defrosting cakes, decorating, taking out, defrosting soup, defrosting rolls. Mm. You must have been absolute. Were you working still at this point? No, I had, had we had retired. Yes, good grief. Yes. Okay. We only did the snowdrops once we had retired. Oh, okay, yeah. And it just became too much. And, of yeah. course, it took 13, 14 helpers yes. because those people were parked in front gardens over in the village. Right. So every front garden had to have a helper. Yes. And you had the disabled parking here. Yes. And friends doing that. You had friends doing the refreshments. Oh, and friends taking the money. Yeah. It was just... It got too big. Huge, yes. And of course, all those people had lunch. <laughs> which was... Mm. Just, yeah, mm. non-stop. So terrific, but absolutely, all, you know, at a cost. At a cost. And yeah. that year we took £20,000. My word. <coughs> yeah. Because I know over the whole period oh, you've yes. opened for the NGS, I know you've raised an enormous amount of money. It's 116000 oh, Goodness me. That's phenomenal. It's the twenty thousand, you see, it's all it's all very wonderful. Yeah. But it comes in coin <laughs> and notes. So, at the so end it doesn't of the end day, with no, the washing so, up, does it? <coughs> so oh at the end of the day you're counting. Me. Yeah, yeah. And keeping meticulous I records. Bet the bank love you when you come through the door. I'm all right now, I can't advertise, but I now have a bank in Brighton in Churchill Square yeah. where I take a bag of coin. Tip it in. Oh, yeah. It's all done automatically now. It's all done Marvelous. automatically. They're happy. Good. And it just goes into our account and I just transfer it across. Yeah. Fantastic. So it changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> change your... Sorry, but I know you're um, suffering with your... Uh, asthma. Asthma. Poor thing. And hay fever. Are you all right? Do you need... I'm all right. Yeah. 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 Right. Asthma and hay fever. Great. Yes. Yes. What a combination. So, Marvellous. Well, it's... I inherited it. 
Mm. Not good for a gardener. No. Okay. It's so cruel for a gardener. It is cruel. Yeah. It's cruel. Yeah. Mm. So you said it's uh, it, you know it, the, it um, took over your life, but when you think of the lives you must have helped by. Oh. All that money, yes. All yes. It, I know it's the National Garden Scam. I know they're big with Macmillan, aren't they? But they yep. help a whole <coughs> range of oh, charities, yes. don't they? So, so when we first opened, it was mainly nursing charities. Mm. Uh, it's never been research because of where we started. We started with nursing. Mm. The, where we started was fascinating. So it's uh, usually now half a million to. Uh, Macmillan, half a million to Marie Curie, mm. half a million to Hospice UK, mm. 400,000 to the Carers Trust. That enables volunteers through the Carers Trust to go and sit with families, a, fa a person, mm. so someone can go mm. out. And in fact, at one point, we had a friend whose husband was very, very ill. She had someone from the Carers Trust look after him she would come and help in the garage raise money raise for other money. carers yeah. well it's just a you know it's a what it do they is, call that a, a beneficial circle yes it is yes yes, yes. and then the queen's nursing uh, institute gets a quarter of a million because that's where we started oh. parkinson's uk got 185,000 and perennial Lots of people don't know about perennial. No, I've never heard but, of it. Oh, well, if, for example, you're a tree surgeon, mm. you probably haven't got masses of insurance, but you probably have got a couple of kids at home and you probably fall out of a tree just before Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's the worst scenario. Yes. So uh, perennial helps, not necessarily financially, mm. but they can do. They help people attached to the gardening world mm. who fall on hard times. Right. You could go down with some terrible disease and they have got people like you would have your own helper mm. and you could ring them, they would come and see you and they would help you get your finances sorted. Mm. And I would imagine no child has ever gone without a Christmas present. No. You know, you just yes, pick yeah, that the, up. Yeah. MS is a guest charity uh -huh. and uh, the autistic society has been a guest charity Gosh. but over the over the years as gardening has become more attached uh, as a health benefit yes we've moved towards health benefits mm. uh, I don't know if you remember a young man of about 18 19 was killed by a polar bear Yes. 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 Yeah. And his father was an orthopedic, is an orthopedic surgeon. Right. I believe in Salisbury. And before he went off on this trip, he said, Dad, what your patients need is to be able to push, be pushed out into a garden. Yes. Because you know, some of them will be lying still for six months. Mm -hmm. They need to be pushed out. The families can sit out there, relax. And it just is a change of environment. Mm. So after Horatio was killed, uh, the family set up this charity yeah. and the NGS has provided one whole Horatio's garden right. 
And now that charity itself is doing well and, doing and providing event. gardens all over Fantastic. So are you still helping that? That, that charity well? is still being, being helped. helped. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think when you talked about wellness and so on and that feeling of well-being in the garden, is it? am I right in thinking that um, they're also helping some of the mental health charities? Yes, Mind is a guest charity this oh, year, okay. yeah. which I'm pleased about. Yes. And we also, well, it's gone, there is a... Uh, a well-being and whatever health week where people are asked garden openers Mm. if they would like to welcome people into their gardens to taste what a garden can do for them Mm. because lots of people don't realize Mm. and if you're never exposed to relaxing in a garden and sitting watching a blue tit and forgetting the world and your problems Mm. then you're never going to benefit. No. You know, not everyone thinks I'm feeling fed up. I'll go and sit in the park. Yeah. Mm. So it is a big move. And George Plumtree, the chief executive, is very, very hot on this aspect. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. And some gardens are now designed for well-being. Right. And they are coming into the garden scheme. Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Amazing. Mm. Thank you. Right, that's been amazing. So we have sort of gone on to the garden scheme, but we'll come back to what you do if we, have, if we have time. Yes, snowdrops. Back to the snowdrops. Yes. This is the other big passion yes. here. Now, who is... It must be Nick. It's who's... Nick who's the snowdrops. But in a way, if you can imagine, our front drive was mud. And it was just before Christmas, and I backed in the beetle, and I was saying to myself, what have we done? <laughs> Yeah, it was always in my mind, what have we done? We left a house I didn't particularly like, but in a very convenient part of Brighton. And we we are here in the mud. And you'd whip that garden into shape. It was all nicely done by then, presumably. So I opened the beetle door and there I saw snowdrops pushing through the mud. Mm. And when Nick came home, I said, snowdrops will grow. And then we walked round the garden and there were snowdrops in the original garden in all sorts of places. So then we thought, oh, snowdrops. So then if we jump forward to when the trees we'd planted had grown such that the grass underneath wouldn't grow, what on earth are we going to do? But over at Blackthorn Nursery in Hampshire, they had a woodland garden. Yes. And we'd rather looked at it thinking, we'd like this. <laughs> and so Nick set off. And that's when he started moving snowdrops from here. We had a lot of doubles here, but we haven't got, we've lost those, many of the doubles we've lost. Mm-hmm. So he started moving them out under the trees. Mm-hmm. And then I would buy a thousand and he would plant them. And then it was one of these lovely things with teaching, you're always a bit stressed. Mm-hmm. And when you're moving the snowdrops, at when the foliage is just gone going down. Is that what they call in the green? In the green, okay. yes, he would move them. Oh. And then he'd be surprised the next January, February, that there were snowdrops there. And of course, he was so stressed, he was out there moving them anywhere <laughs> and <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so bit by bit, they've now spread not as far as they can go, but almost as far. Yeah. But then he started on... The specialist ones. Oh dear. Yes. He got the bug. 
And so is he what I believe there's something called a galanthophile. <laughs> he wouldn't say he's a galanthophile, uh, but he's got, well, you never know. When the season closed down, he had about 60, 70 different ones, but there are people with a thousand. Different types. Different, different named varieties. Good but gracious, I, would, I had no idea there were that many. Yes. I would sit here saying, they look the same to me. <laughs> well, thank goodness you say that, because they do to me. <laughs> but you see, when we're open, yes. I know nothing, but I can take you out. I can take people out and show them five completely different ones. Yeah, right. Okay. And that's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. But Nick is, is very partial to his snowdrops. Yes. But I'm more likely to buy an expensive one. And by expensive, I mean £12 for one bulb. Coo! But there are people that spend a 1000 Really? Oh, yes. For yes. one bulb? It but sounds a, like tulip mania, doesn't it? It is. And, but what they do, um, and Nick does it if he remembers to do it, <clears throat> you know how an onion has a basal plate? Yes. So you just, with a sterilised knife, well, he uses a, a sharp blade, you cut it so that each bit of nasal, sorry, not nasal. Nasal? Basal. <laughs> it's my hay fever. It's just that consonant. It's, it's that hay fever. <laughs> nasal or basal? <laughs> basal plate yeah. has a couple of... Uh, scales and then you well you you do put them in I forget what he uses but and to sterilize them uh -huh. and then they go into vermiculite something like that in the air and covered in a bag and then one day he'll remember that they're there and there'll be a tiny little bulb right and he can get them to flower within two or three years Gosh. and of course that's what you're doing if you spent a thousand pounds you will do that or you will do it with tissue culture. meticulous work because yes. these are small bulbs, small. aren't yes. they? Yes, A thousand pounds. Pounds they will do. Hmm. And then they're going to sell them on at 80, 90? Per plant, Per, per plant, yes. And <clears throat> Are these but, new crosses then that have been... Are they yes, hybridised, yeah, hybridized. new varieties? But they just might be one that... You know, someone, when, when we die, because we're going to be carried out of here, uh, when we die, somebody might go round and see a new one where they've crossed themselves. Okay. And quite a lot of them are. Are they, yeah. And people who know go to old gardens where they've been. Mm -hmm. There are one or two gardens around here we'd like to get into where obviously snowdrops have been growing for a very, very long time in stretches of woodland. And you need to be expert. Really, you need to because, know. You know, you need to such know. as me, I'd go and just say lovely snowdrops. Yes. But of course, Nick, your husband, well, would he be would go and look and exactly see, yes. what the markings yes. are. And is it that that's different? I suppose they're it's either the single markings. or doubles. And, and Mrs. Then... Thompson, and again, they're not petals, but we'll call them petals. Yeah. Mrs. There are usually, oh, I don't know, but Mrs. Thompson has two more than you would expect. Oh. And Mr. Thompson has the standard number. <laughs> so, yes. It's lovely the way they're all named after people, or not all of them, oh, but I yes. mean, it's, that's very nice. Um, so, there's Daphne's scissors, which I can recognise, because the markings are just like scissors, and that's named after Daphne Chapel, who was a person who started to get galanthophiles and enthusiasts together. Right. Yeah, she's, and there are 
There's the Cottage Garden Society Snowdrop Group. There's the Hardy Plant Society Snowdrop Group. And then there are other private groups. But they are people who know a great deal. And people who go out in February and early March and kneel in the mud in expensive trousers (laughs) and don't bother. Whereas money I would is, take a money mat. Money is no object. That's right. Yes, I would <laughs> take a kneeling mat. <laughs> and, and the cheapest trousers yes. I could find would be, exactly. yeah, definitely. Yes, oh, tracksuit but, but it must be fascinating to be oh, with a group of, I mean, people. that would, should be fun yes. in itself, this yes. uh, oh, group yes. of passionate <laughs> people. Galanthophiles. Yes. And do you exhibit no, any no, of these? No, you no, don't no, go no. to the RHS? No, or, no, no. We are very low key. Mm. We don't, and... I think part of it, if you spend £15 on a bulb, you then feel a bit of a responsibility uh, that, well, because you've spent good earned, hard earned money yes. or hard earned pension yes. on something, which of course could have gone and to a charity. Yes. I always have to think of it like that. But we or need could to, have bought you food for the week, perhaps. Could have bought food. There is yes. that. Oh, food for the month. <laughs> food for the month. Yes. <laughs> So, um, do you uh, have you created your own snowdrops? No, has, no, has not Nick knowingly. Proper, no, no, oh, right. no, no, because it's just too busy here. Yes. And now I spend so much time out mm. on NGS. Yes, that's the that's next big thing that you've yes. done, isn't it? So it's yes. remarkable this garden <clears throat> that you've come to as mm. a, a hobby, a passion. I know it was a passion mm. for both of you, but you had full-time, busy, busy jobs in teaching. Yes. Yet you've developed the garden, and then these these particular mm. interests in snowdrops... Oh, and hellebores. And hellebores, and then on top of it, this commitment to this wonderful charity. And yes. now I understand that you are... <clears throat> you've got a uniform and... No, I've got a badge. shoulder and I've got a, a badge. Oh, OK, just a And badge. sometimes when people see my badge, they say... Oh, you're an important person. I say, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't say I haven't got the frock. But, mm. It's a great joy. It's a privilege, and what, you see. What, what does your badge say? What are you Oh, it says, you? Jane Baker, mm. East Sussex, Assistant County Organiser. And what does that involve you in oh. doing then? So, it involves supporting, not going and weeding, but supporting people who are opening their gardens. And I do it because Irene is so far across the other side of the county. She's the opposite number She's the to county you. Oh, the organ- Sorry, okay. So there's about 10, 12, but I think I'm the... I, I, I go and check gardens, whereas the others normally go with Irene and mm. look at gardens. Mm. So I looked at a wonderful one last year... And I always feel people need to perhaps have a year before they open, if they're opening as a standalone, mm. because it takes one hell of a lot of work to get a, a decent sized standalone garden to the standard. <clears throat> Some people just do it because they've got gardeners, but when you're doing it yourself, you and your partner, mm. it's a lot of work yeah so I looked at one last year and it was stunning it's in north in about Balcombe Balcombe as opposed to Barcombe (laughs) one consonant difference again Again, very important 
So I went and there were some areas that the lady knew had got to be worked on. Uh, it's things like trip hazards and so I've been back and I've registered her mm. and she is now she's now got the awful task of sorting out when the garden will be ready mm. because you don't know mm. because will it she is spring bulbs rhododendrons azaleas camellias mm. and it it is stunning and they still work which is a huge commitment yes and oh she's going to do the cakes well I and she will do the cakes mm. and do the teas I love doing the teas and I'm thinking yes <laughs> yes yes but she's got a big group of friends from whom I've seen working in another garden yeah doing teas and so it will be all right, but I think that's pretty exceptional. Yes. You do get people who say, I'd love to open, but I can't do the teas. Mm. But that's fine because we have other local charities who will do the teas. Okay. And if only more people understood that, yeah. I think we would have more gut people wanting to open. Because right. they see so many barriers. They see There was the television programme, a series of television programmes showing... County organisers going round to people saying, that's not safe, and we don't want that, and right. oh, no. <laughs> and that I, I go as yeah. someone who gardens, yeah. someone who lives the trauma of the snowdrops or the trillium not coming up. Yeah, because they've got to be, if you're advertised to open, yes, you've got to have something there. to show. And I can tell you tales about that too. <laughs> and so, yes... And so you go and you say, but I can get someone else to do the teas if you don't mind them using your kitchen. Yeah. And they say, oh, that's such a relief. Yes. And then we can just take it from there. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting the number of people that don't have friends who will help do the parking or take the money on the gate. But it's a huge commitment, isn't it's, it? it? Yes. And if you do have a lot of friends, perhaps by the end of five years... You haven't got them. <laughs> <Yes>. We <laughs> kept our friends to the end. Oh, very good. But very then good. we realised, <laughs> now now that we do it by pre-booked, yes. so yes. it's controlled, Yes. people can park on the drive, I know how much cake, I know if there's going to be anyone in a wheelchair... Or anyone who needs support or who will need our wheelchair and our blanket and our hot water bottle and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, but it's, you learn all this from experience. Yes. And most people will say, well, I thought I'd, I'd open for the hospice, but this was so different opening for the NGS. Yeah. Because you get people who are supporting the gardens. Yes. That's what they're doing. They want to know the name of that plant and that plant. Yeah. How long has it been there? What do you feed it on? <laughs> Where can I buy it? Do you take cuttings from it? When can I take cuttings from yes. it? Yes. <laughs> can I take it? And on the whole, <laughs> we haven't lost anything. Oh. And the head office have got no record of any houses, no proof of houses being burgled because they opened. Yeah, very good. There's yeah. only one thing I know that was stolen, and that was sad. And I arrived, because I always visit 
you know, when the gardens are open, I go beforehand and then I go on the day. Wow. And I went at the end of the day because it was a trail and she was, a, she, they've moved now, but she was a vegetable lady. <laughs> and she said, come and see my cucumber. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> we went all the way up the garden, <laughs> into the greenhouse, and there wasn't a cucumber. Oh. It had been stolen. The cucumber thief. Yes. That means but she was mortified. <laughs> Poor it was I I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Well, it's I mean it's, it's extremely unkind you ever took yes. it. But it's a good story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of good stories. Yes, I bet you tens do. of thousands of crocus being planted out, advertised in the book as a crocus garden over the winter. Uh Creatures, squirrels, all sorts, ate virtually all of them. There's a garden I know of where the tulips went to pheasants. <gasps> Never gone to pheasants before. No interest in... This year they were pheasants, ate them. That's an, another... These animal, the animals and birds are just terrors, really, When people they? say, I'm going to open for tulips, I'm saying, I don't think so. <laughs> because one, even if you plant late ones, mm. they'll be early. On the year, uh, well, that as Bridget year. knows, yes. Bridget, I've That's worried Bridget down at the garden house in yes. Brighton. Who has a I've worried with there. her about yes. will the tulips be over? Yeah. Will they not? I think it sort of sometimes gets to the point she feels she's almost got to sort of run around with hairspray to keep them keep all going. <laughs> now I have another tale. I have a wonderful mother and daughter who peonies for their last openings were the oh, the joy. And they have shower caps from hotels. And you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> if there's inclement weather forecast, like frost or heavy rain or even rain, out go the flower cup, caps. They also have umbrellas for two beautiful hostas because if it's heavy rain, they can damage the leaves. Oh. I am privileged to mix with so many wonderful people. Wonderful, but perhaps a little strange. Some, <laughs> some, but some people are so yeah. dedicated. Yes, yes, yes. And they talk about, this is, it's the, it's the opening soon. Mm. And you know it's the NGS opening. And they're geared. Like there's one house where there's all sorts of step relatives and half cousins and half everything <laughs> they all come together yeah. to make that garden opening yeah. a wonderful occasion yes they the lady of the house she makes the cakes yeah and i thought she'd made all these petals individually but apparently there's something called a russian nozzle that does it <laughs> And it's all oh, and <laughs> sounds just very dodgy. Beautiful rosebuds. Oh right, for the cake. So you can, for the on the oh, cake. Right. Oh, and it takes word. a lot of practice, yeah. and you have to get the consistency of the icing right. But you know, people go to huge. <gasps> yes. yeah. And that family, they re it revolves at the two times when they're open. Yeah. Uh, it revolves around the opening. Yeah. Having the plants ready cake ready yeah. and this year the cake ready but no kitchen <gasps> no. it was done my word that's and the look commitment. was why would you think that it wouldn't yes. be homemade yes. cake yeah. I'd have got someone else to make it uh, yeah fantastic it's wonderful the yes, commitment it yeah. of 
3,500 people yeah. who open their gardens. And this is nationwide, is it? This is nation, well, not Scotland, they have their own scheme. So England and Wales? Yeah. And there were 670,000 garden visitors last year. Wow. 400 assistant county organisers and county organisers like me. Yeah. Who knows how many people made cake and <laughs> how many produced tea and how many <laughs> ate them. Uh, this year, there are 3,552 gardens open, mm. 1,651 welcome dogs, 247 group gardens or trails, as we call them. Oh, right. That's the, the few of them open together to yes. offer a... That's what people like. Yeah. They do like to see... A series of visits. A small, not small, but a garden that they could aspire to. Exactly, yeah. And to go from one to another to another. Yeah. And if they can have, if they're different, yeah. then they can take something home in their minds. Yes, yes, yeah. 2,812 gardens are selling plants, yeah. are selling teas. Mm. Over 2,000 selling plants, Fantastic. 34 allotment gardens, mm -hmm. and of course at the weekend I say my Hassocks trail was open and the Hassocks allotments were open. Mm -hmm. And of course they've got a brilliant view out to the downs. Yeah, spectacular. Mm -hmm. And 14 hospice gardens. Oh, right. St Barnabas opens their garden because they have an, over at Worthing, right. they have a new hospice and they had the garden designed. And that is lovely, so people could be pushed out in the line. Yeah, Similar lovely, to Horatius. People are at last understanding why my dad went out, he rushed home from school at lunchtime, if only to water the tomatoes, and rushed back again. Yeah. Because it got him in the frame of mood for the uh, frame of mind for the afternoon. Yeah. And that's been going on forever. Yes. People have been gardening to keep themselves sane. Yeah, and, and that's gradually it. spreading, isn't it? And I people think even the young people now yes. are coming into it with understanding yes. that. I've got a garden opener who has got a mega job uh, in the city and she travels all over. She returns by train and she says she gets something quickly to eat for her, she, her husband and they sit in the garden and they don't worry about the weeds, they just enjoy it. Yeah. And so they we called though that trail gardens for busy people. <laughs> but it encourages and it encourages other people. It doesn't doesn't have to be perfect. No. It doesn't have to be no. a, na a national trust sort of garden. Oh no. It's just ordinary it's, life, isn't it? It's what and, they go home yeah. to. And it's a high standard. And this lovely lady, she said, I do, I have to do half a day in the garden and then I'm relaxed and ready to go yeah. for the next week. Terrific. And Terrific. I suspect it's the same over many of these 3,552. Yeah. And many, many, many of them like us don't have help. No, exactly. Don't have help. So all this voluntary um, Absolutely. work um, and goodwill, which is all given for free, mm. does so much good. 3.1 million yeah, last year. Amazing. We had, this is the time of the year when it doesn't matter if it rains during the week so much, but we have key weekends when the gardens are open. Yeah. And if it rains then, 
the funds are down. Right. Last year they were a bit down because of the hot weather. Yes, too people, hot for people too to hot go, to people go out. Ridiculous? Yes. Yeah, there you go. And yet the gardens that were open on the Royal Wedding Day, we thought, well, that's a no-no, because it was football in the evening as well. Oh, right, yes, there was. That's no sign much. of a blip. How interesting. So the money mm. kept coming. The people kept going out. Yeah. There is a loyalty. There are people who take out Granny every Sunday and put her with a piece of cake and a cup of tea and go off. And you see this granny pop up in all sorts of gardens. <laughs> but then again, as another benefit too, yes. you know. She's out and about talking to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's uh, if people can only let us look at their gardens yeah. and be kind to them and say, maybe 2021. Yeah. And why not think, see if find a neighbour or two neighbours, get together and really go for it, then we'd love to have them. Yeah. Simply because it's a benefit for in so many ways. Mm. And people will say, I dreaded it, but it was wonderful. All those people, they wanted to know about my garden. Yeah. And they thought my garden was lovely. Yeah, great. And yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. And so I will just say... 1859, William Rathbone, Liverpool merchant, philanthropist, his wife was dying and he said, I'm going to get a nurse. Mm. And he employed a nurse himself, one Mary Robinson. And when she died, when the dear wife died, he kept the nurse going mm. and she went out and helped other families in Liverpool. Okay. And he thought, we need more of these. And thus the Queen's Nursing Institute was started. Mm -hmm. And that's where we grew from. Oh. And this gentleman got in Florence Nightingale to help. Get the big names in. Yeah. And subsequently, I'm told, he sent her flowers every week. But she said, you've got to do training, you've got to this, you've got to that. And he got it all set up. And then... I'd love to meet this lady, Miss Elsie Wagg. And she said, because they were still fundraising for the Queen's Nursing Institute, she said, we must sort of capitalise on the British love of gardens. Mm. We must get people to open their gardens and give us money. <laughs> and that's where we started. Is it? 1927. Okay. How fantastic. Yep. And in that first year... She had 609 gardens. They would be big gardens. Yes, country house. Posh gardens. Yes, yeah. And they raised £8,191 then. A lot of money then. Yep. And during the war, and that's probably you want to finish on the war, <laughs> they kept the gardens open because people were able to discover how to grow their vegetables better. Yes. And how to camouflage their air raid shelter. Yes. Because just as we camouflaged the oil tank or the gas cylinders, so it they, was the air raid shelter. Yeah. All deception. Yes, all deception. <laughs> and we, we just flourished from then. It's amazing. I had no idea they went you all through the You didn't know about Elsie no. Wag. I had no, no idea. I've never heard of Elsie no. Wag. 
<laughs> to be woman. fair. What a woman. Yes, incredible. And it's just common sense. And, you know, what sort of, um, how perceptive to see that something so, basically so simple. Yes. Um, you know, um, would she have had any idea of the... Uh, where it would lead. Exactly, how, how it's yes. gone on now. And there are still gardens that opened then. Mm. 91 years on, really? still opening. Oh, yes. golly, that's fantastic. So nearly coming up for 100 years for some of them. Yes, that. we've had our big 90th. Yes. And we had elderly people to our tea party. And that were, granny. And no, that don't granny. Don't forget the granny. Yes, and the granny. <laughs> yes. We've had, and we, you know, it's just a wonderful celebration yeah, all the time. it is astonishing, isn't it? Yes. Well, no, gosh, I mean, you, you know, this just on its own, Jane, this whole uh, assistant county, I mean, it's yes. just so time-consuming. Yes, so, so it's brilliant that you're doing all this, because that's all through the year, essentially. Yes, it's all through that. the year, because we start to register the gardens in August. Mm. And, you know, people think, well, I won't get in touch till January. Too late. Yeah, you've got to. So the book is put together in August and September and then I don't know how many times it's proofread and proofread and proofread but because of awkward people like us who open for snowdrops mm. we want the booklets early yes and we need them out in the community early yes so this year for the first time Nick and I did CD Saturday at Lewis mm. and CD Sunday at Brighton mm -hmm. and we shifted thousands of booklets did you because yes. this is the famous yellow book the and yellow i know book. that you can get one that's actually you can get it on we the um online get, now there's an app. You download the app, an app which is fantastic yeah. but also the book covers the whole there's, country doesn't it there's the, the big and, book, and then the you whole do country county books and then there are county books uh -huh. okay yes and you can write to the county organizer and ask, well, I think you can get them from head office now, mm. whichever counties you need. So if you're going on your holes to Devon, you can get the Devon book. Yeah, or just download it. The app yes, is so you good. Just have the app. It's terrific. Yes. Brilliant. That is amazing. Well, I think we'd better stop. <laughs> your your could poor, talk for uh, England. I know. No, no, it's marvellous. It's really fascinating. And, um, you know, perhaps in the future we'll talk again. Um, and we'll share all the contact information because you've got a website, haven't you? We have a website, yes. It's www.pembryhouse.co.uk, yes. I think so. And so my we'll husband's got up. next year's dates on it already. Has he? And uh, I think on the website there are photos there are as photos, well yes. and information about Infinite. the work that you've done over the years yes. in the garden. And the buses, buses. Lots of people come out of Brighton and Hove on the bus. Yeah. And I think that is so very Brighton and Hove. I love it. <laughs> it's a shame there isn't a bus from Lewis because I think we'd get more there people There certainly should Lewis. be one from Lewis. You'd think there would, would be. Lay um, one on. We'll get, yes, we'll get a bus. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you so much for having me today. It's been absolutely it's brilliant. Lovely to see you, to talk to you and to uh, learn so much. Terrific. Well, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. And just go to the gardens. Yes, go to the gardens indeed. And yes. come to Pembury House in... January, well, no, February, February, February the 14th is when we start. Okay. Reliable. Yeah, lovely. Great. Check the yellow book and... Uh, yes, check the website. Put money in your pocket to spend when yes, you come. Yes, cash, cash. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you. For more information about Jane and Nick Baker and the garden at Pembury House, visit the website pemberyhouse.co.uk
You can find more about Gardens Opening for the National Gardens Scheme at ngs.org.uk. You can also follow me as I continue my podcasting pursuits on Instagram at In the Weeds with Anne. Thanks very much for listening and see you next time in the weeds.